Welcome back to the Inner Calling Podcast. This is your host, Amanda Nafash. And today we have a little bit of a, a different um, podcast interview because we have two guests. So today I am joined by Barbara and Corinne, the co-founders of SoCal Pitbull Team. So welcome, ladies. Hi, everyone. Uh, thank you. Um, so just for our audience and for my sake, let us know a little bit about what SoCal Pitbull Team is. Sure. Uh, so this is Corinne. I'm one of the co-founders. Uh, Barbara and I both co-founded this organization back in the, what do you call it, the early 2010s? Is that how you refer to that? <laughs> <laughs> um, it is a, it's a nonprofit 501c3 advocacy group. Um, and the SoCal Pitbull team, the team is actually an acronym, which tells you what we do. So we stand for training, educating, advocating, and making a difference. So our main goal is to keep more pit bulls in their homes, to adopt more pit bulls out of the shelter system, um, get them out of rescue organizations and into homes to make room for more, um, and to really change the perspective um, that people have about, uh, about pit bull owners and the dogs themselves. That's awesome. So um, I am like a I, I'm a big dog lover, but I have like a soft spot for pit bulls. I can't wait to get my own dog when my first dog's absolutely going to be a pit mix of some kind. I know it. Um, so um, do both of you, I guess that's like maybe a silly question, but do both of you own pit bulls? Uh, I exclusively only. have two hours. No, I'm just kidding. Well, it's funny. Uh, this is Barb. Um, yes, Corinne and I both do own Pipple type dogs. We are their guardians. And it's funny that you said um, you'd like to get a Pipple mix. And that's really such a, a, a good point because most of the dogs that you see in shelters and most of the dogs that you see labeled as Pitbulls, that's exactly what they are. They're just mixies. They're mutts. They're mongrels, if you will. Um, they're just a combination of just different dogs that just kind of have the same physical features, right? You see a dog with a big head and a short coat, um, you know, a stocky kind of dog. It's, it's a pit bull. It could be a lab boxer mix. It could be a variation of many different things um, because dog genetics is so interesting, um, especially when it's a mixed breed dog. So, yes, yeah, so we kind of refer to them. Bulls. Right. So we do have pit bulls per se, you know, I'm doing air quotes that you can't see it, but you know, it's a pit bull type dog. So it's just basically a dog that looks a certain way. Um, and yes, we do. I have two currently, um, Rocco who's five and Josie who's two. They're both rescues. And Corinne, you want to talk about yeah. your two? I have Baloo who's 10 and then I have Luna who's six about to turn seven. Um, but both of us have had like 42 between the two of us <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> over, you know, throughout the years. So, <laughs> okay. So, um, why did you start SoCal Pitbull team? Do you want me to take this, Barb? I'll, I'll talk to this one. So Barb and I met um, back when we were just young things. Um, <laughs> and we were uh, both volunteers with a group that was based on the East Coast. Uh, Barb and I are both from the East Coast originally, even though we're here in, in Southern California now. Um, we met through Pinups for Pitbulls, which is a really interesting organization with the founder, Dear to Franklin, um, uh, our little darling, uh, as she went by, which really matched up. Uh, pit bull type dogs and women that were involved in advocacy or, you know, a rescue and love their pit bulls and put out these absolutely incredible, um, you know, sort of pinup style calendars to really soften 
the image of pitbull type dogs. Barb and I started working with that group, um, and then we got a little bit older and maybe didn't want to have pictures taken for calendars. <laughs> and so we really realized we wanted to have ownership over what we were doing here, what sort of events we we held, our merchandising, um, what we could do with our money. Because you know when you're working with an organization that's on an opposite coast, um, you know there it, it's a little bit tough to coordinate sometimes. So so pinups for pitbulls was extremely supportive of us starting our own 501c3, um, and we we haven't looked back. We've been we've been doing that ever since, and um, and, and have been really enjoying it. Awesome. So, um, what was the process like of establishing your own nonprofit? And also, I guess this is kind of like a, a dual question with what else do you two do? Because this isn't your only, um, life passion, right? <laughs> <laughs> if we're both like, yes, we are both uh, dog enthusiasts and owners. That's <laughs> the, the interview would end right now. Yeah. Barb, do you want to start? <laughs> Well, I guess, well, Corinne, I, I, Corinne definitely took care of the, the, the process of becoming a 501c3. Um, I, I, Corinne can speak to that. What is it, a 25-page application? Uh, <laughs> well, I'm in business. But, you know, my background, yeah. I'm an MBA. Um, I've started multiple different companies before. Currently, I, I run a technical sales rep organization with a few partners. Okay. Um, but I've been in, the, in, in, this, in, in a specific technical industry for many, many years. Um, so I've built websites and started, um, you know, companies and LLCs. So that was that was okay for me. Building the websites was a little tricky. Um, mm -hmm. uh, so yes, we definitely have you know other jobs um, that is really helpful for us to meet a lot of folks um, that may not necessarily expect you to own a pit bull type dog or might make an offhand comment and don't realize oh this person that I'm talking to that's a you know a professional is, also has pit bull type dogs and maybe wants to speak to you about it. And I think Barb's experience has been you know very much the same, right? Yeah, I, I, uh, I'm a registered nurse. That is, that's what I do for a living. Um, I am also uh, currently enrolled in a program where I'm becoming a certified dog trainer. I've been reading about dogs and I would consider myself a dog enthusiast. I, I love dogs. I, I clearly have a soft spot for the blocky headed ones, but I love all dogs. Corinne and I are both big animal lovers all around. We love, mm -hmm. you know, I'm also a crazy cat lady too. <laughs> um, we love, we love animals and we just want, you know, animals and people of every shape and size to be treated equally. I mean, that's really across the board. That's, that's what we want ultimately, you know, whether it's, you know, me being a nurse, a pediatric nurse or, being a dog enthusiast, um, or even a dog now, hopefully a dog trainer soon. I, I just have to do my externship. Um, but, uh, and I, I handle the, uh, I do the more of the, uh, the social media aspect of it. So when we were, when we first came about, you know, the biggest problem for, for me, and I guess for Corinne too, was like trying to figure out a name, right? Mm -hmm. Everything is a brand. Everything's, you know, and like, again, Corinne and I grew up in a different time, Amanda, you're, you know, you're, you're a young ripper snapper. You're <laughs> happening, right? So, you know, Corinne, like, I, I grew up with track players and cassette players <laughs> and like, you know, social media is, you know, it's, it's very interesting, but it's not that easy to navigate through mm -hmm. when you're a little, a little bit older. So trying to, you know, develop, um, a following, you know, people to, you know, cause in order for us to raise funds and, and, and create awareness, you know, people have to be interested in what you're doing and follow you. So yeah, that was, that was interesting, but I, I think, you know, you my, like a thousand. <laughs> 
know. Well, it really, I mean, sometimes, you know, it's just like, we, I, you know, I kind of missed the mark for, you know, social media, but I think I'm getting better at it now. But, you know, I, I, my, uh, I, I dress the dogs up a lot. So that's what was fun. That kind of attracts people in, um, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it's just a funny thing to look at. It's a great way for people. And it's a, and it's a great uh, icebreaker too, like because we we have this book that we created, oh, we um, <laughs> which is it's like a little coffee table book. A pamphlet. We thought it was going to be a coffee. We table thought it was going to be a really, textbook, but it ended yeah. up being like four pages long. But <laughs> it's it's just a funny thing because you know we believe as a society, right? As human beings, we believe what we see, right? We look at something and, and whatever it may be, that's just how our brain works. So when you put these soft, funny. Um, approachable pictures of these dogs versus like the images that have been put out there over the years of these, you know, snarling animals with, you know, chains and spikes, you know, when Mm -hmm. you see them in in wigs and glasses and and flowers and and butterflies, it definitely softens the image. And, you know, that's part of why, you know, I incorporate that into um, what we do because, you know, we want people to know that like, you know, these dogs, they're just, uh, they might look, a certain way and look a little tough but they're you know they're soft and gooey and smushy and lovey and dovey on the inside mm-hmm. and we definitely learned that from pinups for pitbulls that was the entire idea yeah. behind it and why we got involved we loved that you know you put the you know you put uh, you know women in these pinup style calendars with, with the dogs and the dogs are dressed up too and it's, it, it was it really does soften the image um and and that's that's just going to help more people change their opinions get more dogs adopted get them out of shelters um, and, and, you know, change policies. And that's some of the main work that Barb and I did when we first started the organization um, was going out there and speaking in front of city councils whenever there was breed specific or, or breed discriminatory legislation mm-hmm. that, you know, that was up in front of of a you know legislative body, we would make sure that we were there and that we were writing letters into our, you know, local and, um, you know, sometimes state our national representatives so that we could uh, try to make a difference in that way as well. That's really awesome. I think, um, you know, there's, there's so many ways, like, I, I feel like there's so many things where people, I feel like we're getting closer to like a lot of people starting to love pit bulls again. Absolutely. Um, but I, I think there's also like, it's a social thing and there's a lack of actual effort on a lot of people's parts. So it's really refreshing to see like you, you have like you, you walk the talk, I guess is the words I'm looking we, we for. Can't right wait. Well, we can't wait until the day that all of these pit bull organizations have to close. Cause we have nothing to do anymore because no one thinks of pit bulls as any different anymore. I mean, that's yeah. the end goal, right? Yeah. Um, there doesn't have to be a pit bull specific rescue or a pit bull specific advocacy group or breed discriminatory legislation out there where we're talking about pit bulls and pit bull mixes, but there's still a level of education. And I think that's why when you ask the question, do Barbara and I have other jobs? Yeah, absolutely. And I think that's so important because we're Mm -hmm. going out there and talking to people that ordinarily maybe um, wouldn't be going to our events. Um, We don't want to be preaching to the choir all the time. You want to be, you know, changing that person's, and it's tough sometimes. We've you know, we've gone to all breed dog events where we've had people come up and say, pit bulls, ah, oh, well, you need to carry a breaking stick and their jaw strength is this and that. And mm-hmm. it's everything that we've been educating, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the absolute opposite. So, um, but it's really important to have those conversations and have just, just a chance maybe to change one person's mind. Um, yeah. All, right. all they have to do is meet one dog. For sure. Well, exactly, you know, th- there's so much misconception, right? So, you know, and like there's so much science that just backs, you know, the fact that, you know, all the things that you've heard a- along the years, you know, 
they have locking jaws. They're disproportionate. All these, all these different things are, are just have just been are just factually untrue. You know, mm-hmm. science tells us you know a very different story. Um, however, you know, you can have all the powerpoints and grids in the world. You know, people <laughs> either they believe what they believe, and it's just kind of not super interesting information. So it's important to you know to get out there and talk to people. You know, there's some people that just they're just misinformed and they might just need some, some new information and they're open-minded and they want to learn. And there's people that just are shut down and you kind of have to understand that, you know, as an advocate, you know, they always say, you know, sometimes the loudest person in the room is the most misinformed and, you know, your gut yeah. and your, your heart and your soul wants to yell and be like, you're no, you're wrong. You know, my dog's the greatest and you're a jerk, <laughs> but you're not going to get that point across. So you just want to, keep a level head. You want to speak to people and, and like, just kind of explain to them, you know, like who these dogs are and they're just dogs. They're just like any other dog that you meet on the streets. I mean, they're just, um, they're no different, you know? So I think think by us being professionals and and being out in the world and, and just talking to people and, uh, you know, we talk about breed specific legislation, breed specific legislation affects a lot of things. You know, it's insurance companies discriminate against certain types of dogs. And it's not just pit bulls, it's German shepherds, it's Rottweilers, it's Huskies, it's Mm -hmm. any kind of dog that basically weighs over 40 pounds for the most part. Um, so breed specific legislation affects not just pit bull owners. It affects a lot of people. And, you know, you see like, oh, there's so many pit bulls in the shelter, but it's a lot of times people have to give up their pets because they, they can't, you know, they're not allowed to live somewhere. You know, their yeah. landlords won't allow them to, to have these dogs. You can't take so them to that's another video that, you know, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and they have, you know, so it's, there's a lot of reasons why, um, any dog is in a shelter, but, you know, certain types of dogs just, they, they, they face a lot more adversity because of the way they look. So we try and just like I said, educate in, in a fun way, educate in a way like, you know, we can certainly speak to the science. We can certainly talk to people about um, genetics and, and, and all kinds of things that are, have been disproven over the years, but it gets boring after a while. You know, I mean, you just, like you said, you just want to be able to present the dog in a positive way. And when you have a good dog and a well-behaved dog and a well-trained dog, there's really nothing better when you're walking around town with a dog that, gets along with people, gets along with other dogs. It's just, it's just a great way to advocate. A lot yeah. of what we've done over the last, um, you know, couple of years, it's been difficult because of the pandemic, of course, um, but we've still been able to host, host some of these events and scholarships um, have been to, to put on um, AKC canine good citizenship exams. So we'll bring in 10, 15, 20 people type dogs and their owners and put them through for free. The, um, the CGC, which is the canine good citizenship exam is a series of, it's, it's pretty, I mean, it can be kind of difficult. The dog has to sit, stay. You need to walk away. They need, they drop, you know, loud things near the dog. There has to be distractions. You need to meet people and other dogs. And um, the, the vast majority, I think 90% of the dogs that we've had tested during these programs have passed, have, have achieved their CGC. And the great so thing cool. about that is this is something you can now bring to a landlord. Yeah, you know, you could, you could bring yeah. to your insurance company and say, my dog has passed this this test is a first step towards therapy dog as well. So we do give scholarships for people to, to go on and become therapy dog pairs or groups for pit bull and pit bull mix type dogs and their owners. And I think you see Barb had a, a complex rated therapy dog buddy um, mm-hmm. for years and years and did work within the hospitals. And there's nothing that changes somebody's mind more than yeah. seeing a pit bull type dog wearing its therapy dog vest Right, Barb. <laughs> right with the nurse with the nurse that actually works at the facility. You know, so that yeah. was cool. 
It's like not only, you know, I, of course, I always talk about my dogs and, um, you know, you, re- you develop a rapport with the families that you take care of and they know who you are and they trust you and they love you. And you're, you know, especially as a pediatrician, you know me, man, I've known you since you've been in your mom's belly. Yeah. You <laughs> so, you know me, I, I always try and like, I'm always joking around. I always try and make, you know, make people laugh. And, um, so I, you know, have always developed like really good relationships with my coworkers and with the, the people and the families that I take care of. So when they see me coming in, volunteering my time on my days off as mm-hmm. a volunteer at the hospital with my pit bull type dog, it's, it's, it's much easier for somebody to approach me, um, and talk to me and they trust me and they know me and they go, Hey, if I know nurse Barb and I trust her. So, and she has a pit bull. Let, let me, let me talk to her about it. And I cannot tell you how many minds buddy, I, sh- I can't even say me, but buddy changed, mm-hmm. um, just by being him, just by being like the total love bug that he was. And people were like, Oh my God, this is, this is a pit bull. I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a pit bull. This, this, this bag of love who just <laughs> exudes nothing but joy 24 seven. This is the chocolate cupcake pit bull. So it's, it's cool. Like I said, it's just, you know, it, it's just very cool for, um, like for the dogs to have the opportunity, um, to change minds. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. It's definitely sounds like so rewarding also to see that, that change of mindset in someone. Um, yeah, but you know what, Amanda, you know, it's funny. I can meet a hundred people in a day and 99 people can love my dog and, and oh love God. the whole experience. And that one person <laughs> does something that everything not to strangle it just crushes your soul. It does. It's, it's, you know, just to be honest, like just to be transparent and honest, yeah. like, you know, it doesn't matter. It's just, you're just like, Oh God, because it's, you know, like, you know, it's just, so that's hard as an advocate. It's very hard when you advocate on behalf of anything or anyone, when, when somebody, you know, speaks negatively about, you know, something that, you know, is, is, is true. Um, it, it hurts and it's hard. So, um, yes, it is very, very rewarding, but like I said, it still does. It's still, it still does sting every once in a while. And it's, yeah. it's been rewarding to also meet some of the other advocates, volunteers, you know, rescue groups and, you know, other folks that have gone and done events with us and have spoken have you know, trained as volunteers, you know, you know, with us and with other organizations and to see really well-spoken, you know, professional individuals, families, you know, with pit bull type dogs going mm-hmm. out there and, and, you know, and adopting and, and changing people's opinions. It's, it's, it, it is really rewarding. Absolutely. Even though I always joke with my husband, he said, you see those bumper stickers that say like who rescued who, like, yeah, we definitely rescued them. Like they're, <laughs> 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 yeah. Bar- Barb knows we always, we always joke around about that. Cause we have a, I have one, one dog that's been going through, I think cancer for, for a long time. He's had skin cancer. Every single one of his joints has been replaced. He's had, <laughs> he's like oh, the bionic dog now. <laughs> my, my other little girl dog has some other little health problems we've been dealing with, but I think that's what happens sometimes when you work, you know, in this, in this realm, you come across so many dogs and you tend to take the ones that are, you know, are tough that maybe have a health problem yeah. or something like that, you know, cause they all can't be as perfect as Buddy, right, Barb? <laughs> that is correct. Joe's <laughs> statement has ever. Although Josie is a close second, <laughs> and my baby Rocco, he's looking at you. No, I was lucky. Knock on wood. I've been very lucky with you know. We're very you know. It, it's so funny. Like 
they're all pit bulls, right? But if you line them up all next oh, to each other, they, they couldn't be more different. Um, they all have completely different individual personalities, like all dogs do, like mm-hmm. all people do, right? Mm-hmm. Think about, you know, your siblings, you know, come from the same two parents and uh, how different we all are growing up in the same house, same food, same environment, and we're just, yeah. we're just different. You know, and I think the expectation uh, that every human being puts on a dog is just, is just very, um, it's a little crazy. Like, you know, we would never expect you know, perfect behavior from a person, but we expect it from, from dogs Mm -hmm. and, uh, we expect them to be a certain way and act a certain way and do a certain thing because they're a certain breed. And it's just, it's just so not true. You know, they're all individuals and, uh, they have completely different personalities and temperaments and, um, but the dogs that are considered like the pit bull type dogs, the American Staffordshire Terriers, the American Pit Bull Terriers, Staffy Bulls, speaking of temperaments, always fly, you know, pass with flying colors with the American temperament tests every year. So they really do as a whole have excellent temperaments. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just real, real good dogs, big, strong, happy dogs. So, um, and like I said, but most of the dogs that you see are, are mixies, but like I said, they, they all have different personalities. You just have to pick the dog for you, right? Right. You know, that's why we always say go out, go to adoption events, meet dogs that are in foster care, um, and, and pick the dog, you know, don't go in with any kind of preconceived notion because, you know, you may think I want this and then you meet another dog and you're like, nope, that's what I want. I went looking for a lab or like a Rottweiler when I got my first yeah. kit. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, and went in there, I couldn't figure out why I still remember. I couldn't figure out why they were asking me to measure my fences and for an insurance policy and why they were sending someone out to my house to, you know, to make sure I really lived there. And what, you know, I, I did not, I didn't know anything about pits, um, mm. you know, and, and I think that's Barb, I think has, has had similar experiences where you kind of learn as you go and is what brought us together, I think, and, and, and started us on this path to form this organization. I remember getting stopped, you know, stopped by people asking me, can I buy that dog, you know, and, or, or crossing the street. And I couldn't figure out why, cause I was just, you know, it, it just, it, it really does um, sort of change your perspective and, and make you want to change, you know, people's opinions. On yeah. Companies. Yeah, for sure. It sounds like super eye opening. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to ask you both um, what's next for SoCal Pitbull team, do you have like a, a goal that you have for like your next step or something coming yes. up that you want to announce? <laughs> well, no, I mean, I'll just, I'll, I'll start for, and then you could always, you know, interject. So obviously our goal is to actually have fundraising events in person. We want, you know, we want, uh, the world to go back hopefully sure. to a better place. Um, we'd love to just to fundraise, you know, and see people and, 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 and actually be able to uh, get out there and be in the community. We do a lot of volunteer work at the, the shelter in Imperial County. We do dog washes and walks, which brings a lot of, um, you know, it gives a lot of PR to the dogs that, you know, don't normally get a lot of foot traffic at, at certain shelters. And that's another thing too, right now, like shelters are closed. It's by appointment only. So we, we just can't wait for those to be open again and for people to be able to actually go in there, um, for us to be able to go and see the dogs and, and, and help network them. Um, mm-hmm. but like I said, I, I am almost done with my training, my official dog training. So what I want to do with our organization is provide classes because I'm now certified in first aid and canine CPR. So we want to provide classes to, to dog parents, um, to take the certification. So they'll be certified in CPR and first aid. I don't know if you know that, but that's an actual thing, which is actually, you're ever in a situation where, you know, your dog, you know, 
ingests something that's poisonous or you have to do the Heimlich maneuver or, or you know, in, in certain circumstances, you know, even CPR. So it's good to have, you know, a first aid kit and to actually know what to do in an emergency situation. So we want to provide those classes. And then I also, too, with my training, I want to be able to provide um, local rescues, um, you know, and, and shelters with my time. I want to be able to volunteer my time. So if they have a dog that maybe is, you know, needs a little bit of help, um, just needs some basic training. I can say like, Hey guys, if you adopt, you know, Jojo, um, I will provide two or three free, uh, training sessions. So I want to do that as part of, you know, our organization. Uh, we haven't come to a complete halt, you know, during this pandemic, we've actually done quite a bit of fundraising and one of the major, you know, projects that we had um, was to to move uh, two dogs, Tux and Bandit, all the way across the country from a, a really bad situation in, in, in Tennessee um, where they were being neglected and abused. A very close friend of SoCal Pitbull team, Dee Dee, uh, drove them all the way out to California um, wow. hoping to find a placement for them, um, you know, in a, a reputable rescue organization that would network them, knowing that if they went into um, you know, they went into the shelter or, you know, if she just found a random adopter out in Tennessee, she wouldn't really know if they were in the best place. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so we have a fantastic, you know, volunteer through the Imperial County, you know, Humane Society, uh, Tiffany, who personally has Tux and Bandit, who are now about eight months old. Um, she's done a ton of training work with them because she's a trainer herself um, uh, to, to get them ready for adoption. They are healthy. They are happy. They're about eight months. So, Aww. you know, please, if anyone out there is listening and is looking they for... They have a meet and greet this week, Corinne. They have yeah. a meet and greet. They might be adopted <laughs> together. They might be adopted together. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm not saying it out loud. I'm just going to keep my fingers crossed. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying it out loud on, on, on a podcast. podcast or anything. I just need to keep my fingers crossed. Um, okay, so I want to thank you both for being on here. This is really awesome, very informative. Um, and I also want all of our audience members to be able to check SoCal Pipple team out. So, um, Barb, if you want to plug all the social medias and the website and anything else that you but either of you want to share with the audience before we take this. Yes, we, we are on the Facebook. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. We're on the Facebook. And so it's SoCal Pitbull team. Um, we're on Twitter. It's at SoCal underscore Pitbull. We're on Instagram. It's at SoCal Pitbull. And our website is www.socalpitbull.org. So anything we have as far as like fundraising, um, we have an amazing shop. We have super, super cool merchandise that's super affordable, 10 and 20 bucks. You can't go wrong. Um, One of our friends, Tomas Archuleta from True Fit Tattoo, he designs all of our stuff. So it's one of a kind merchandise and it helps to go towards, you know, local dogs in Southern California, help us to get the medical shelters help them with medical bills so you know we always say shop with purpose you know Mm -hmm. shop small shop local um shop socal pitbull it's on our socalpitbull.org website you can learn about us watch some cool videos and like i said you you can see some super cute dogs being dressed up on social media it'll put a smile on your face especially social media right it's it's just nice to just see something happy and fun 
And if there's any rescues out there um, that are listening, hopefully there are, um, please go to our website to apply for um, $250 Claire Joyner Memorial Scholarships. Um, these are, you know, for a specific dog with med- any sort of medical expenses that are upcoming. Um, you can apply multiple times for different dogs. So please do. Um, this is something that um, we, a lot of the money that we raise um, goes towards uh, supporting uh, local rescues and pit bull type dogs. Pit bull mixes. Please apply, apply again. Um, we really want to support you. Awesome. Well, thank you again, both of you for being on. Um, thank you everyone for for listening. Yeah, of course. This was awesome. Uh, so thank you everyone for listening and, um, we'll see you next month on the Unicorn podcast. Pitbull power. Thanks, Amanda. Thank you, Amanda. (laughs) We love you. Love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.